Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. And hello everyone in the world, this is Helena Steiner-Hornstein, and as you know, the title of this show is The Above and Beyond, and I think today we are really hitting on that one, more than many other shows I've had. And I have as my very special guest today, a good friend of mine from the past, I would say we go years back, and that's Ken Peterson, who is now waiting for me in Virginia Beach. Are you there, Ken? Yes, I'm here. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, and welcome, and and thank you for being on the show today. It's a great privilege to be on your show. Thank you so much. And uh, Ken has uh, channeled uh, the Ascended Masters, and now it seems that Archangel Michael is coming through. And that's what we're hoping for today. So uh, I will get right into it. But first, I will just, in case you would like to reach Ken later on with, you know, your own private sessions uh, or any questions, you can email him at K for Ken and E P for Peterson seven 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 at yahoo dot com. Again, K E P for Peterson seven 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 at yahoo dot com. And uh, now it might take a little bit of a moment before Ken has come into his altered state of channeling. Uh, whoever now comes through, but we would be very excited to have him on in just a few seconds. And I will ask you to uh, to just speak up when you have come through, whoever is coming through. And we all take a deep breath, and we will wait, and everything is going to happen in, within the next few seconds. Good day, dear ones. I am the Archangel Mikael or Michael, as some prefer to call me. Well, welcome, Archangel Michael, uh, that you came to visit us today. And, of course, I had a meeting with you just a few days ago. And I must say, uh, I hope you remember that. (laughs) Of course I do. And I must say, the energy was so high afterwards that I didn't sleep at all the night to follow. I apologize it, for that. Oh, no, no, this was so wonderful. And I, when the morning came, I got up at 6 o'clock and started working. It was just like an incredible air of fresh air, breath of energy. It was just fantastic. So it was not that I in any way was tired. Oh, no, it was just energy that I had received through you and from you. My channel sometimes has the same effect upon him. Oh, really? Well, then I feel that I was in good company. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that. And um, what is an archangel, Michael? An archangel is a an angelic being who, however you put it, is a higher level than the normal angelic beings. We are closer to that which is which can be called the the true I am, the God source. We are at a higher level of breaking off from the I am, the the God source. And the other angelic beings are formulated from our energies, if that makes and sense. And that when, uh, and I, this is a question that I come back to because so many people say, well, Angels have wings. What do those wings represent? What are the wings? The wings represent energy, energy patterns. The flow of energy from what appears to be our back really is basically like an aura of energy forming around us. And sometimes those who can see will see us with this appearance of having wings. But in, in essence it is energy 
can some people actually see angels and why can they see angels and why can other people not see angels? It depends on the degree of vibration that they exist in. Um, some people are very highly developed and have kept the natural abilities they were born with as a child. All children can see angelic beings, but they soon learn not to say something about it because they will be hushed up. That No, that cannot be. So they learn to, how may we say it, close down those abilities. But those who are open or have parents who are, uh, how may we put it, allow such things to, or approve of them, then these individuals especially will retain these capabilities and it will grow and grow with them as they mature. And they are the ones who see us most of all. So are all angels good, so to speak? It is a matter of reference because truly there is no good, there is no evil. So there really are no true evil angels. There are some who take on roles who may be perceived as evil. But in truth, they are in a role, if you understand what I am speaking of. Yes, I understand, and that's a wonderful way of expression, I think. I've heard uh, an expression of a fallen angel. Can you explain what that means? It is they are only fallen in the eyes of those who do not understand. They are fulfilling a role, a role-playing, whereas they create somewhat an appearance of darkness to help shine forth the light so that one works against the other or works actually with the other so that individuals can see the difference in the duality system between darkness and light and that they would hopefully attain towards the more positive or the light form, which is a of a higher vibration. And, uh, of course, uh, we see them in the light. Uh, now, that depends. That's a different dimension to be in the light all the time from the one dimension we are living in here on Earth. Isn't that so? Yes. There are higher dimensions which would appear to those on your plane of existence to be unbelievably beautiful realms of light. How many dimensions are we talking about? Where are you, Archangel Michael? Where are the other angels? And where are we? We have to sort of go with your own vernacular, so to speak, where you would call yourself. You were in the third dimension as the vibrations are now going through and into the fifth dimension. In other words, mankind is raising its consciousness along with the planet itself, which is raising its consciousness. So you are attaining a higher and higher state of vibration all the time, so you are increasing into different realities or different dimensions. In essence, though, there are multiple, multiple, almost what you would call innumerable dimensions of reality. So it's all not that we can... Focus. Sorry. No. It's not that we can say, like I hear, oh, this is the seventh dimension, this is the twelfth dimension, and so they on. They do so exist, that's... yes. Yeah. It is just a level of vibration. But beyond that, there are even higher vibrations. It really does no good to enumerate them, because they are just states of existence. So those people who have to, especially the scientists who have to, I one, two, three, enumerate everything, they have a tendency to put numbers or prefer numbers on them. But in truth, there is only the vibration that you exist upon. They are not necessarily numbered, at least as far as we see it. And it's so wonderful to hear this, you know, because I always say that, you know, people ask for numbers, and I personally couldn't care less about, you know, how many steps here and how many dimensions and how many this and that. And I feel it's very much from, 
even the New Age community, they keep on talking about numbers here and there. Yes. And I never felt it was that necessary. It is not necessary. It's just there are degrees of vibration, and that's the difference. So as many degrees as there are, there are that many dimensions. It's just a raising of consciousness until you actually become one with the God self itself. Yeah. The one that... Uh, do uh, people here on earth, you know, we are all walking around like in a crowd. Do we all uh, hang in? No, that's what I wanted to ask. Do we all belong to the same dimension? There are many individuals working upon the planet who actually are present here now from higher dimensions. They have stepped down their energy and were born into human form to help raise the vibration of mankind. And so they, they are higher dimensionality beings who are here to help raise the vibration and help the ascension process between humans and the earth itself. For the earth itself is undergoing a massive vibrational change. I have so many questions to, to ask about that. Uh, but first I wanted, you know, it came to mind when you said there are individuals here on the, on this earth who are here to raise the vibration of the and planet. And you are one of them. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, sometimes it feels like I don't belong to this planet at all. And Many people uh, it, feel that way. Especially they do. When, and when I look at, at people passing by, it's like they are different moving in a different dimension, you know, in slow motion. Because you are exist truly acting or living in a higher dimensional reality. Your vibration is such that their lower density vibration or lower vibrational plane makes them seem slower to you. That is why the they appear to be slow or less vibrational than you. Yeah. And do the ones who come here now recently called the indigo babies and the the crystal children, do they belong to this particular program, you know, of raising the vibration? Yes, indeed. Very, very much so. Especially the, the indigos were here to help show the way that things can be changed, things, the vibration can be lifted. And the crystals coming in will be actually coming in with a the full knowledge of who they are. And these are, the, are very, very special ones to really help guide the individuals around them to, so that they too may open themselves up to the higher dimensions and ascend with the planet when it descends. Ascends. And uh, these particular children, uh, like the crystal children, are they actually coming from different dimensions or do they come from... The universe, <laughs> so to speak. Well, the universe is multidimensional, so they in yeah. sense do come from higher dimensions and what you would call other planetary systems as well, which some of which are operating at a much higher vibrational level than you are. Not so, you specifically, but mankind. Yeah, so there are other planets in different dimensions, and maybe we cannot see them yet, and that's around, circling around you know, us somewhere. Is there such a it's thing? Hard, it's hard maybe. to put into words that which is. There are multidimensional beings in multidimensional other dimensions who can actually coexist in the same plane as the Earth itself. And all these people do have to change their dimensional reality, and they can be here upon this plane. This what many of the, the so-called you call it the UFOs, the spaceships, are really multidimensional machines, living machines in most cases. They are able to transport the individuals and bring down their vibration in most cases to this reality. So, in other words, there is such a thing as UFOs. Oh, indeed, there are. Yes. And, uh, of course, there were sightings over, uh, I think, Phoenix in Arizona just a few days ago, very recently, and no one could give an explanation to that. Was that such a sighting? 
there are also machines that have been built by mankind based on the, how do we put it, back engineering of the craft of mechanical types that have been come into possession of what you call the government. And they have produced their own, what you would call, UFOs or spacecraft. And many of these sightings are of those. Ah, that's interesting, too. And uh, I'm not going to go into this too much since it seems to be very secret. (laughs) But I'm going to start to talk about the planet, and I know that the planet is energy, just like we human beings are energy. Indeed. And that the planet has chakras. Yes. And there have been very... Power centers upon the planet. Yes, and I've been so curious, where do we have what chakras? Where is the crown chakra of, of the planet, and where is the root chakra of the planet? It's hard to say exactly where each one is because they change. They have a tendency to rotate in essence. The It's a living energy field, not necessarily a re- set physical reality like the Earth is. They have a tendency to be in a particular area, but there are times when the whole energy shifts and they are in a another place for a while, and then they shift. Some of the places like what is called Shambhala, in Glastonbury, um, Egypt, the Peru, some of these areas indeed have are some of the chakras or the sacred centers in the world itself. But again, which exact one changes? Has that got anything to do about the consciousness of the people living there or the global warming or the climate changes? It has nothing to do with the climate changes itself so far as the chakras of the of the system. The people who find themselves living there are quite often, let's put it this way, some of them are very aware of the energy there, but many are not. And But you will find people from all over the planet drawn to these areas for reasons they know not, but just that they have to go. And these are the individuals who can feel the power in these particular centers and you will often find individuals who go from one to one to one, in essence, in the chakras of the earth, opening up the chakras in themselves. So it's a dual process. And the chakras, when I look into people and the way I have found it to be for, for my work, and when I look into one chakra of a person, it's like that chakra has chakras. What do you say about that? Yes, there are energies within energies. That is very true. And that goes also for the planet. Yes, indeed. And, of course, they're subject to change. So does that go higher, you know, above us, or does it go down to the center of the Earth? The chakras are contained. You're confusing the physical reality of the planet with the beingness of the planet. It is an okay, yes, being, I do. Mm-hmm. just as you. You have a physical body, but you are not the physical body. You are a spirit living in a physical body, just as the planet itself has a consciousness which li- lives upon the planet or within the planet itself. You know that consciousness of the planet, what is happening to it with all these negative uh, happenings and with the violence and with the fear that we go. What's happening to that consciousness of the planet? The planet itself is not creating these. It is mankind who are creating these problems. And that I know, yes. The planet itself has, is struggling against the negativity. It has the ability in a moment's notice to completely shrug off mankind to destroy mankind in a heartbeat. It can do so. But its consciousness wants to help mankind ascend in energy levels just as it ascends as well. 
it knows it's in a conscious state of ascension. And once the individuals of the consciousness is who live upon the planet to raise their vibration as well. Therefore, it does not destroy mankind, but it so easily could. So it, it basically it's holding itself back in many respects. And what you call the 2012 is a point of reference, not necessarily a specific date, where the consciousness of the planet will indeed raise to such a high vibration that those who live upon the planet have a chance to either ascend with the planet or find themselves in another location where they, they can find their own density of vibration which they are comfortable with. It does not mean that the physical being that is going to be destroyed. Or does it just mean some kind of spiritual consciousness that's going to change? It's both. There will be many who will indeed find their physical beings altered to such a state. Those who ascend will find their, their they will no longer have such physical bodies, or they will be very, very light physical bodies, much higher in the vibration than what most humans at this point in existence have. But there will be many individuals who are not ready to move on. They are sort of what we call stuck energies. And they will find themselves in another reality, another dimension, where they will maintain this particular vibration until they, this particular individual soul or entity chooses to ascend to the higher vibration. Is it that it's very the, complicated. Yes, and I was wondering, the planet itself is Mother Earth going to protest and that is going to make all the changes or is it simply like some big spiritual wave that's going to happen? It's more this, the spiritual wave is primarily what we are talking of. It will raise its vibrational to such a rate that the those who are of a higher vibrational level will ascend with her. Those who are not will find themselves in another dimensional reality. Sometimes many of them will think it's the same, but in, in essence it will not be, at least from our point of view. If that answers isn't, Yes. Isn't that how we live all the time, though, that we live, you know, it's like some people right now live a hell on earth, and others walk prefer. around and feel it's wonderful. Yes. That's very so true. it's uh, we're very talking much more on a, a if you would in what we would call the physical reality we would, uh, give it a number so to speak let's say 25 where yeah. mankind is now existing when the the vast ascension takes place we will say your energy will go exponentially to let's say 90 to 100 it will grow exponentially very, very quickly along with the planet itself, and it will restructure itself as along with those entities who choose to go with her. There will be many entities who kn will know that their business is complete, and they will go back to the dimensional realities that they prefer to be in. So not all will go to this higher state of existence. They will go to other areas as well. Again, it's very difficult to put the concept into words that can be understood, for it is so beyond the scope of words. And, uh, you know, words can never explain, and I know in my particular work, uh, I'm going to a place, when I work with people and, and reading people, I'm going into another place, I call it the room of time, or, or, or room of no time, but there is no time that, and also there are no words. So it's very hard to explain in a process, you know, what the process is all about. You see the result, but you cannot in words explain the process as you do it. Very well, true. someone intellectually, I feel, could do so, but, you know, then it's not the true thing. It's not necessary. That's the key. Yeah, that is it the It is key. an experience that does not have to... Not every experience has to be able to be put into words. And that, that is the problem, of, I feel, yeah. <laughs> out there. 
actually putting things into words can help somewhat lower their vibration. Absolutely, yeah. So um, that um, we talk about the chakras again, and uh, if um, people are um, not here in the physical self, and uh, what you say, we still are chakras in a package of a light body? Yes. There are still the chakra systems involved. Um, they're somewhat more evolved. They would not have the same appearance as those who would say in the third dimensional reality. The chakra systems would be completely different looking to someone that's still on this reality. Yeah. But they would appear to be perfectly normal to those others on in that reality itself. Just as the chakras have what we call changed colors over the last several decades. They're not, they have. not oh. necessarily the pure red or the orange and yellow green. They are taking on different hues and subtle differences where they are much higher evolved colors. But only those who can truly understand the reason for this of the ascension, then they know the reasons for these changes. But they do indeed exist for those who have the ability to see chakras. They can see more silvery colors, whereas before there were more pure colors. Of course, those who have a really low-dimensional reality can sometimes have what we call the muddy colors. Uh, what I have noticed is now that when I look at people, they are like, five and a half chakras, there are chakras in between the other chakras uh, yes. that I see develop also. That is true. And, and the what more do they mean? The more you develop also, the more these other chakra systems appear and more visible to those such as yourself who has the ability to see the energy patterns. So as you grow in your vibration, more and more centers within the body are activated and in the process of the elevation of the vibration. What do you feel is the best healing method for the planet? Or the best way for the planet to heal from what is going on now with the negativity, with the terrorism, with the violence, with the... To my mind, the worst is a closed mind. <laughs> you know, the, the being in the box and not thinking out of the box and wherever you are, if you are in, in the negative and that you want to stay there. What is the best way of just getting out of all this? The easiest and most profound way is to love unconditionally. Truly know the oneness that what you are you are connected to everything else upon the planet. All is God. Just as I am a part of God, so are you. You are just a different vibrational reality than I am. That's the only difference between us. We are all part of the same one. And once you truly can grasp that concept, how can you hate part of yourself? The true reality of helping the planet is just to send love without condition. Truly, and without making your vibration. Yeah, but not not make the judgment like uh, everyone does. Unconditional love has no judgment whatsoever, yeah. and that is the key. So when you start judging, you start bringing things down to your level. And rather than, or a singularity level, rather than a universal level. For the universality of God is the oneness, that all is one. However, don't we have to stay in a certain human reality where we have, maybe not making judgment, but making observation? You know, we have to pay bills and... It's dark outside and, and cold outside. We have to turn on the heat, you know, some realistic things. At this point, yes. When you exist in a physical reality, 
you have to obey the physical laws of a physical reality. As you ascend in higher vibration, that completely changes because the laws themselves change. Yeah. For example, when you're a spiritual being, you don't have to worry about the heat or paying a bill. There are no such things. There is just the completely different reality in that other dimensional reality of a higher vibration. As we are... Sorry. No, please. Yeah. And, uh, you know, humankind looks right now, yes, we might be different races and so on, but we still look a certain way. Has there been a different kind of humankind, so-called, on this planet long before us? Indeed, there have many, many, and may we put it, civilizations of which are not even known of at this particular point in your existence. Remember, the Earth is billions of years old, and there have been many civilizations that have come and gone, and many of them had a different type of humanoid appearance than what you now have. I sometimes, you know, when I have been in the African mountains, I have seen before me, but not with a regular eye, but with my dimensional eye, I've seen beings uh, that in a way looked humanoid, but they were not in any way. And they had kind of a pale blue <laughs> appearance. What am I talking about? <laughs> They're just individuals in a higher dimensional reality. That is all. Many of the Indian mythologies have these god-like beings who indeed have blue skin. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. But this is what I've been seeing. And they have appeared, you know, in the African mountains of the Sahara and also in some of the little places in the Mediterranean, you know, those rocky islands, and I've seen them there also. Basically a race that no longer exists upon the planet, at least not in a physical form where people have access to them. They do still exist, but usually in a higher reality. And those who do can they, see them will see them. Yeah, so I saw them. Do they in a way touch us or influence us of what we are doing and thinking and so on? For the most part, they leave well enough alone because they know they would be tinkering in the evolution of mankind as it now exists. They support and love mankind and hope for their elevation in consciousness, just as they elevated their consciousness so that they no longer need to have a physical existence upon the planet. And they're hoping for the same thing with the races that now exist upon the planet itself that they too how, can evolve. How, where did all, did all the races uh, come from? You know, are we from the same creation? And this is a wild question, really, but how can we look different? A lot of it has to do with, how may we put it, going back. Of course, this would be quite controversial. But the races have developed as a result of what you would call extraterrestrials or alien beings who have come and populated the planets at different places and brought their genetics with them. And many of these other races or other beings have different colors of skin. And they introduce their genetics into the humanoid form in forms of what you would call genetic experiments or their particular way of genetic manipulation of what was already here. And this is what created the different races. Can this have anything to do with, like in China, ages and ages ago, they have techniques more developed than they have now in the countryside? And the yes. same with the Egyptian pyramids and so on? Yes. A lot of that is just uh, some of the technologies were sort of hidden away so that because mankind was not ready to use them. They had fallen back in their vibration, and therefore many of these techniques or, how may we put it?
sometimes words escape me from this one I am speaking through, that the conscious, not the consciousness, but the mechanical nature of the instruments that were used at that time for these other techniques were sort of withdrawn into another reality and will be replaced when mankind is ready to use them again. If this makes sense to you. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I certainly into words as well. Yeah, I just recall a memory I had, uh, and this happened years ago before I was involved in this kind of work. And I was in Sedona, Arizona, where I have a very strong connection. By the way, why do I have such a strong connection to Sedona in Arizona? Because it is what we call a portal, where dimensional beings come and go through. It is a very active portal. Will that change with Sedona? It is. The vibrational changes have happened off and on with Sedona. Sometimes it's hotter than it is, say, for example, now. And so it goes through fluctuations in energy as well. Uh, right, There are some other sites now upon the planet which are a little more active than Sedona, or like Sedona used to be. There used to be more of a universal portal or for lack of a better term, Stargate. Ah, oh, yeah. Anyway, I was sleeping there, uh, and in the middle of the night, I sit up and I have that brightness around me. And I hear this voice, which I can only understand as God's voice. <laughs> and I heard that so many times. And uh, and I sit up straight and I'm wide awake, you know, absolutely awake as you could be. And I hear that voice saying so loud, and I don't know if it was in my head or in the room, and it said, before you can reach the true, the real truth, you have to remove seven veils. And then the voice said, you know, the various steps. The first one was awakening, and the next one revelation, and so on, and went up. And I use this material now in my courses and in my seminars and lectures that was like a foundation for my whole teaching. Yes. And uh, what did that actually mean uh, with that, uh, when there were the seven veils? Why why not walking seven steps like all those uh, people, lecturers, say out there, but instead you have to remove seven veils? When you remove a veil, so to speak, you raise the vibration. So there's seven different levels of getting rid of what is holding you back, those things that are hindering you, once you break through that, this veil is disappeared. And therefore, you can work upon other things or other portions of who you are in your process of remembering your true self. They're basically separations, levels of separation from who you truly are to where you exist in the third dimensional reality. As you evolve and you ascend in your energy, these veils dissipate and you know more and more of who you are. And where did that voice come from? It was your higher being speaking with you. And you know, the most amazing thing was that at that time I had no connection with any of this belief system or any of this knowledge. So what you are saying is that we all have that knowledge within us yes. and then something triggers it and it gets going? <laughs> yes. It was time for you to, remember we put it, get a wake-up call. And yeah. this voice came to you for that reason, to help guide you in what you would eventually be doing more and more as you are now doing full-time. So, you know, think? I never picked this job. It was just like... It was given to me. But you did you did pick it, just in another dimensional reality before you came into the physical being in this life. Yes, I realize this because once I I started to do exactly what I'm doing now as a medical intuitive and, and healer, for the first time I've come home. Yes, you are working with the flow of energy of who you are 
rather than against it. So therefore you feel comfortable in what you're doing and more alive, more alert, and ready to move on for higher, more and more and more. Now this is, of course, something that everyone would like to have happen to them. I didn't pray for it, I didn't ask for it, but it happened. How can this happen to someone else? What should they do? First look within, learn to meditate, and look within themselves. Don't look for outside sources of who you are. You look within yourself to see who you are. Go deeper and deeper into who am I as you sit and meditate. Eventually you come to the point of realization that I am all. I am everything. And that is the true universal consciousness. That is the ultimate reality of becoming one with the God Self or the oneness. It is all different degrees of opening yourself up and removing the veil, so to speak, to discover who you are. The more and more veils you lift, the more and clearer and clearer it becomes to you that you are truly a multidimensional, powerful creator God yourself. That you are part of it. You are, and what you are is so much more than your third dimensional reality. And once you come to recognize this, it things open up for you in many, many directions. Your life program, so to speak, is activated for what you really should be doing. Once you discover who you are, then the pathway becomes available to you to, for your progression on this pathway, for whatever it is that you came into this existence, this lifetime to do. And of course, every being, they have different things that they are supposed to do or have chosen to do in these lifetimes. Some are very great and others are, how may we put it, not, there's no really no lesser or greater thing. They're just different pathways. That is all. Not everyone has the high aspirations of being, let us say, an ascended master in this lifetime. Although on some level they already are. They are just not aware of it at this point. That is again one of the veils they have to remove to the point where they become, they know that they indeed are an ascended master. And then the ascended master in that reality recognizes themselves that they have veils as well and they go deeper and deeper or higher and higher into vibration. Can you see the, what I'm trying to get a point across? Yes, I am following uh, what it's you a are different, saying. It's a different concept to actually, because it's like the un, removing the layers of the onion until you get to the core essence of who you are. And yeah. that, once you do that, you see that you are actually the whole onion. It is all part of you. So what uh, we are, exact, we are light beings, aren't we? We are children yes. of the light. And isn't that what they say in the Bible, to be created in the image of God? Yes. The image of God is indeed, actually, the image of God is everything. And uh, when Jesus says, I am the light, the truth, etc., that is also what we are? Yes, he was uh, saying, I am the light. You know, in my work now, I have noticed that, you know, I speak more and more like Jesus. <laughs> and because, you know, when I work with people, I see we all have, we all have that core of light within us. Yes. And that is what I, in quote, am opening up for people, to people, so they can find healing. Yes, and in doing so, they find themselves. That's right. They find their essence, because that's who they are. Why 
is this so hard for people to understand? And why are there people, other people who are trying to actually stop this? They are in fear. It is That's what it is, the fear. It's, you're either in fear or you're in love. If you're operating out of love, you have no fear whatsoever. Those who are operating in fear are separated from their one from their light within themselves. They have put many layers of the onion back over themselves and they can no longer see the light within themselves. And in being fearful, they don't want anyone else to change things around which may change their reality because they don't want to change. Ah, that's interesting. So this is what uh, you can see in, in media, you can see in leadership out there that they don't want others to come to the power. Yes, they want the power for themselves. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, what they feel, of course, often, or they fear, I would say, that if everyone gets the power, that it would be anarchy. But that's not what it is. On the contrary, isn't it? On the contrary. It? Once you go to a, if you can observe a higher vibrational reality, they all have all the power they can use at a moment, at a thought they can create anything they desire. So therefore, everyone has the power. And because they operate on a state of love, there is no fear and there is no separation. No one has to fear what someone else has or doesn't have. They can all have everything at a, just a thought. And that is one of the attributes of a higher dimensional reality. You are creators. Therefore, you create that exactly what you desire. So now, for instance, the new generation of the children coming in, not all children coming in are, are crystal children or indigo children. Or it, it's just some children. Yes. All, in essence, have it within them. But there are those who involved, especially who come to this planet at this particular point in its, in its existence to help raise the vibration of others. In other words, they remember who their true source is. They remember their light. How Sometimes come these... Is, yeah. Please go, go ahead. Now, how come these children have a problem with their health, like allergies and, and autism? Because they're so sensitive. They are, come from realities where there is no sickness. They come from realities where there are no how may we put it, pestilence, there is no pollution. And when they step their vibrational reality down into a physical body, and this body is met with all these pollutants or a negative energy, they have a tendency to take on that energy, and it affects their physical being. But once they realize, though, within themselves that this does not have to be that they do not have to absorb the negativity or the pollutants, that they are above this, then these children become well. And, and do they also, these children particularly like the light, um, are they more receptive to so-called uh, uh, the white light? Oh, indeed they are. Most of them are have come from that existence. So they are, of course, attracted to other beings who are indeed of, who are working with the light and are aspiring to become the light. And these are the ones that they truly are come into being to help guide them, especially in the times to come. More and more people will need the guides of these individuals who already live in the light so that they too can go and ascend in their energy to become light beings. I have worked with children like this, in particular I have a grandson who is a crystal child, and he is very receptive to that, you know, and he always says, call up grandma, you know, if he's not feeling well. But he's probably a typical child of that group because, you know, he has incredible allergies and had eczema and so on, but he's growing out of it somewhat all the time. And he will continue to do so. 
again, with your help, to help him see that he's the one in control of his life. That once he realizes this and he lets the light of his being surround him and be him, then these allergies will dissipate and he will be whole once again. I have seen uh, also children of, who have been autistic, and when I have worked with them, even over the telephone, they have, with the light, and I have sent them the white light, they have had improvements. Yes, that is true. So that it means helps, that we should... their chemical being. It helps alter their structure of who they yeah. are. And it does create changes within the brain itself and the nervous system involved. So it means that the white light is wonderful to, for ev- everyone, really. Yes, it's energy. And, but yeah. white light is perceived as a positive energy which creates good. Or create it, but still, it's strictly just an energy. It is yeah. in the direction of the energy where you are seeking healing and love with that energy that creates this effect. And again, but again, as in essence, energy is energy. It is nothing but energy. And strictly, that is truly who you are, is energy. You are an energy being. You are a light being. Light is energy. Yeah. You know, for us, it's so simple to, to say so. We are energy. And then there are people who, who kind of complain when I say we are energy and they protest and say you're wrong. That is true. There are, will always, not always be, but for the time being, there are those indeed who do not see themselves as being like beings. They only see the negativity that they themselves have created or that they have taken on the negativity of those around them. There are many, many beings who soak up energy from those around them and don't know how to escape it themselves. They are enmeshed into the negativity and therefore they become negative themselves or think of that as their reality. Of course, negativity is, of course, energy. It's just negative energy. I will, uh, yeah, we are going towards the end of our session here. We have about eight eight minutes left. And... um, I'd like to conclude one way or the other, and uh, maybe I should ask about leadership in the world, Uh, what kind of leadership we should look for, and it doesn't matter what country I'm talking about, but what kind of leaders should we look for, and what kind of leaders in the world should we be staying away from and not listen to? And the problem is, in a physical reality such as your existence now upon the planet, there are those in power who are indeed perceived by many as being negative. But this is a very difficult concept for many to get. The negative individuals or those who are, in, who are perceived as being negative in power have a role to play just as those who are considered good for the planet or good for the country have their role to play as well. One plays off the other, and by being so-called a negative person or negative leader, they give the opportunity for those others to choose light, to choose a higher vibration. So in essence, they are doing a world of good for the country. And this is actually energy with the polarities. Yes. It is the duality, the polarities indeed, of energy. Mm. It's so interesting, you know. Then everything makes sense. (laughs) Why one is there and and so... But then you just have to make uh, the, the good or the light, the white light, more powerful, don't you? You choose it more and more for your being of who you are. And you aspire to see it in others. And you hope for others to be of a higher vibration, and especially in your leadership. You want people who are honest. You want people who have integrity, who will not so so kowtow to the businesses in the world that want to control the world. We really want people in leadership who can lead and not be puppets. 
Well, if we can find those, because, you know, to get they to exist. be... But they are being countered by those who are in power now. Yeah, yeah. And the systems that have evolved over the centuries to keep things as they are. It will take a great awakening of the planet and the people upon it to completely change the political structure of it so that these individuals who are of such good nature, who are looking out after everyone and everybody's best interest, eventually this will happen so that mankind will be raised in vibration and the leaders will be leading out of love and respect and integrity. It is possible. Yeah, there seems to be places in the world with more so-called negative energy, don't you feel, with, with more wars and more violence than other places on the planet? But the places upon the planet that have these particular vibrations are often created by places, people in other areas of the planet. So they may be the focus of the negativity, such as Iraq right now in the Middle East, but it's a great focus of of negative energy. But it is not created by the people there necessarily. A lot of it is created by outside interests who are creating war as a means to fund or line their pockets materialistically. Uh, Now, of course, these are old, old energies from way back, and historically we go way back that... And they've always been like a crisscross place where energies have met somehow. Exactly. As you say, from places, other sources too, yes. From and many other of these countries. places are powerful, powerful, powerful places. Iraq itself used to be a very, very powerful spiritual center upon the yes, planet. Yes, always, historically. And it too has what was called a stargate, where people go through sort of a transdimensional reality. It does have a stargate in in Iraq. And that's part of the reason that people are trying to control it. Without knowing what they're going to control, is that so too? Some know. Yeah. So this is uh, very interesting, everything. And Archangel Michael, I would like to thank you so much. I would love you to come back sometime and and we will talk some more. And... um, the one uh, that you talk through is Kenneth Peterson, yes. who is speaking to us from Virginia Beach, and his email is kep777 at yahoo.com. And this is, as usual, Helena Steiner Hornstein speaking to you. And uh, if you can stay on, Kenneth, a little bit, because we have three minutes left, and I'm going to do a very, very quick relaxation. So you take a deep breath, all of you out there, and you put away your, your, uh, your uh, how shall I say, your mouse, <laughs> your keyboard, if you have had that in front of you, and just turn around and begin to relax now. Relax more and more and more and more and more. And you take a deep breath, and you let go of all old relax and you feel so good about you you feel so good about your world and about your planet yes you are a child of the light and you are so relaxed so relaxed and you know that within you there is a place that knows all and sees all. And that place is your inner light. That is your I am the light. And that is shining within you right now. And you are so relaxed. So very, very From now on, you're going to begin to shine. You're going to begin to shine in the world. And you are going to feel good about you.
on your life and you love your life and you love the one that you are. And now slowly you open your eyes again and you come back to the here and now. And this is Helena Steiner Hornstein talking to you from from a recording <laughs> and I'm right now in Europe. But I will be back. Love Talk Radio. 